Shalom and welcome to our online service once again. We are so very glad that you are here with us. And we are continuing on our Daniel series. Today, my text will be taken from Daniel chapter 4. Daniel chapter 4. The theme for the next two weeks on Daniel chapter 4 and Daniel chapter 5 will be on human system and human suffering. Here we see Daniel living in a hostile world, full of suffering, full of pain, full of troubles. And one of the causes of this human suffering is a it's an ungodly human system, human governance, and also a world that has gone crazy, insane. And that's what I'd like to share on even today. Insanity. Let me just read to you this portion of Scripture. And I will just read to you from verse 28. Onwards to verse 37. The Bible says, All this came upon Nebuchadnezzar. At the end of the 12 months, he was walking about the royal palace of Babylon. The king spoke saying, Is not this great Babylon that I have built for a royal dwelling by my mighty power and for the honor of my majesty? While the word was still in the king's mouth, a voice fell from heaven. King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is spoken. The kingdom has departed from you. And they shall drive you from man, and your dwelling shall be with the bees of the field. They shall make you eat grass like oxen, and seven times shall pass over you until you know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of man and gives it to whomsoever he chooses. That very hour, the word was fulfilled concerning Nebuchadnezzar. He was driven from man and ate grass like oxen. His body was wet with the dew of heaven till his hair had grown like eagle's feathers and his nails like bird's claws. And at the end of time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted my eyes to heaven and my understanding returned to me. And I blessed the Most High and praised and honored Him who lives forever. For His dominion is an everlasting dominion. And His kingdom is from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. He does according to His will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. No one can restrain his hand or say to him, what have you done? At the same time, my reason returned to me. And for the glory of my kingdom, my honor and splendor returned to me. My counselors and nobles resorted to me. I was restored to my kingdom and excellent majesty was added to me. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the king of heaven, all of whose words are truth and his ways justice. And those who walk in pride, he is able 
to put down. Chapter 4 of the book of Daniel is a very interesting and very unique chapter. Because here, we notice two things. First of all, this is written by a Gentile king, Nebuchadnezzar. And Daniel somehow included that into the Holy Scriptures. An entire chapter itself is included in the Scriptures. It was something like the king's diary or official documents. And the king himself panicked. That is very strange and very unique. This is the only chapter that you find that it was the words of a Gentile king. And then also you notice that this is a personal confession, a very humiliating confession of the king. It is like reading into the king's diary and he recorded what actually happened to him, a most embarrassing and humiliating experience. A celebrity was once interviewed by a journalist and he asked the question, have you ever had an embarrassing and humiliating moment in your life? Would you like to share with us? And the celebrity says, yes. Next question, please. Yes, he had those humiliating moments and like most of us, we would not want to share it. But here, Nebuchadnezzar shared everything. And what was it that he was sharing? He was sharing the time when he became insane. He became literally a mad person. And he was like that for seven years. Insanity. Not only was it the experience of Nebuchadnezzar, but we are living indeed in an insane world. Madness surrounds us. Crazy world. And you turn on the news and when you, when you watch the news or hear the news, we have people fighting each other, bloody conflicts all over. We have terrorists that threaten us, pandemic that threaten us, families break up, siblings quarreling over properties with the death of, a, of the father or the mother. Insanity, even in the political field, Decisions that were made and when, when it was passed down or handed down, we, we have only one reaction. This is insane. Back in the 1970s, when I was a young Christian, one of my, not really favorite, but one of the songs that I once a while would sing, says this, I'm in a crazy, crazy world. 
I'm in a crazy, crazy world. I need help, oh Lord, hear my prayer. Everywhere I go, faces drawn and sad. And the song carries on about the crazy world that we live in. And that was in the 70s. And now we are in the 21st century, 2021, and the world is even crazier than ever. Some of you don't have to look far. Some of you are saying it. My mom is insane. My dad is insane for, for, for not allowing me to do this or to do that. The word insane or madness or gila fills our vocabulary. There are different definitions for insanity. Of course, one of the most popular definitions for insanity comes from a brilliant man, Albert Einstein. And he said, what is insanity? Insanity, according to his definition, is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Hey, by his definition, I think, I think we are all insane. We have been doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. We procrastinate over and over again. And we bear the consequences and yet we still keep doing it expecting different results. In the families, there are broken marriages. People given to drugs, to alcohol, doing the same thing, being consumed in the same addiction, and yet, expecting different results. It doesn't work that way. And I think in this pandemic, it forces us to look at our situation. We cannot just do the same thing over and over again and expect different results. That's why you and I have to innovate. In the way that you do business, things that worked in the past may not work now and you cannot keep doing it and expect different results. Even in the church, we are forced to look at things differently and, 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 and to minister in a different way. That's why there is a book in the market and the author says, and the title of the book is, Do One Thing Differently. It echoes the definition of Albert Einstein. Do one thing differently that will get us out of insanity of doing the same thing and expecting different results. But there is only one way of defining insanity. In the court of law, 
The defendant will usually plead, for example, in a murder case, that that person that he's defending, been accused of murder, is insane or suffers from temporary insanity. And when a person is insane, the person will be let off the hook, cannot be tried because of insanity. But uh, insanity that we are talking about in the Bible here in this passage is kind of different. Let's look further into it. This is the kind of insanity that brings about so much suffering in the world. First of all, we see captive to insanity. What are the things that cause us to be captive to insanity? Verse 4 to verse 32 tells us that. So Nebuchadnezzar had another dream. The first dream he had was that of the image. But this is a second dream that God gave to him. And the dream was a tree that grew up to be so big and huge so that the birds of the air would flock and hide in it or take shelter in it. And the second part of the dream shows us that that tree was cut down. That tree was cut down and became wilderness there. Nebuchadnezzar searched for a wise man to give the interpretation of the dream. He couldn't find any until Daniel was brought forth. And Daniel interpreted the dream for Nebuchadnezzar and said, Nebuchadnezzar, you are that tree. And Daniel, in a very straightforward way, warned the king to repent, to get right, so that he will be spared from the judgment that is to come. But the king did not take heed of Daniel's warning. And the Bible says, he carried on in that manner. He continued to live life without God. And in, in his despotic way, for 12 months, the Bible says, 12 months. God gave him one year to get right, but he disregarded that. Maybe because he thought that everything is well and fine with him and the kingdom. He was at the very apex, the very height of the Babylonian empire. He's the king the most powerful man on earth at that time. And then after that, we begin to discover what is it that caused him later on to become insane. He was captive to insanity. What was it? 
There was a captive to the insanity of procrastination. Twelve months he was given to get things right. The warning was given so very clearly. What he is supposed to do was given it to him, but he did not follow through. He procrastinated. Maybe because he thought that it wasn't serious. Maybe because he did, he he did not believe that it will happen. Maybe because he thought he had plenty of time. Oh, the insanity of procrastination! How many times God has warned us, but we procrastinate. There is the evidence of God's working, judgment to come, and yet we disregarded it. Twelve months to get right, and yet He did nothing. Oh, I plead with you: if God is speaking to you in some ways, do not procrastinate anymore. It is insane to procrastinate when everything is so clear. When you see that the flood is coming, the fire is falling. It's no time to play around anymore. Don't say later. Don't say tomorrow. Today is the day of salvation. Then there is the insanity of power and position. Nebuchadnezzar had that. At this time, he is safe and secure, and he had everything. He built his empire. He conquered all the surrounding nations. His empire stretched until Saudi Arabia, until Egypt. No army could overcome him, and in that position, he had a totalitarian government. He's a dictator; he can do anything he pleases. You remember earlier, he built an image of himself, and he asked the people, "Bow down to this image, or you die." That's the totalitarian. Ruler, dictator. This is not about stupidity. This is about insanity. Nebuchadnezzar is not a stupid person, but he is an insane person, just like so many dictators in the world. In that position, madness entered into their mind. They were filled with illusion of their power. That's why when Daniel gave a warning to the king, he says, "Get right with God again." And in verse twenty-seven, he says, "Be merciful to the poor, act justly to the poor." Nebuchadnezzar became rich and powerful. At the expense of the people, the people became poor. There is the insanity of those who are in power and in position, whether it be in the political world or whether it be in the corporate world and even in the religious circle. When people are in power and in position. They are filled with the madness. 
that just boggles our mind. And these many times are at the expense of the people, the poor, the powerless. But most important of all, there was the insanity of pride. He was so filled with pride. You know, pride causes us to be insane. Pride causes us to talk what they call crazy talk. Look at verse 32 to verse 33. Nebuchadnezzar, the Bible says, the king stood up and he spoke. I have built this kingdom by my power, for my majesty. What is crazy talk? Crazy talk is filled with the pronouns, I, mine, myself. And that's the root of pride. Pride centers on self, not on God or not on others. He disregarded God totally. God is the one who placed him there. God is the one that used him to fulfill his divine purposes. God is the one that placed him where he was. And yet, he disregarded God totally. And he says, I and myself and mine and mine. Total disregard of God. Total disregard of even other human beings. And because of that pride, judgment came upon him. Judgment came upon him. And what is that judgment? The fulfillment of that dream of the tree that was cut down. The Bible says that he immediately, after he had said those crazy words, crazy talk, lifted himself up, there was a voice from heaven. And immediately, immediately, Nebuchadnezzar lost it. He lost his sanity. He lost his mind. He had a nervous breakdown. Became mad. And behaved like an animal. Scholars have been wanting to identify what is this madness? What is this insanity? Most likely they call it boanthropy. That means behaving and acting like a cow. And it's a real disease. The person thinks that he is a cow and begins to think and act like a cow. And that's what happened. He went on, for, on, on, on all fours. He began to eat grass. Hairs begin to grow on his body and his, his fingers, you know, claw, uh, claws began to grow as well. And, and, and he was really in a mess. Insanity. 
There are different kinds of insanity. And in the field of medical science, they identify different kinds of what we call mental illness. Now, I will not go into all of these. I'm not, I'm not in this field. I think we do have seminar and conference on mental health. It is good for you to attend those uh, 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 that we have organized in our equipped classes. But you find that that is a kind of a madness. There is that kind of a ritualizing or additive or addition. There's a kind of madness that is on the this personality disorder. There's a kind of madness that is more of a depressive mood or mood alteration. There's a kind of madness that is based on fear. And there's finally the kind of madness that is called schizophrenia. The Bible also talks about madness, the moral kind of insanity. In Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 3, moral insanity, that is the evil in the hearts of man. When a person is constantly thinking about evil, it will drive him to insanity. Evil. Don't dwell on evil thoughts. Those people who are always plotting evil things, you'll be driven to insanity. Then there is also a spiritual insanity, also found in uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 3, that says that it, there is a madness in the heart of man. Madness in the hearts of man. This kind of spiritual insanity may be driven by fear, anxiety, compulsive behavior, and many other things. So you find that this kind of insanity is not unconsciousness. The person is still conscious, and yet the mental faculty has been affected. Judgment has been impaired. The rational faculties is not effective anymore. The person cannot reason. It is a terrible state to be in. And according to medical science, approximately 8 to 10% or one in every 10 persons in the world have some kind of mental disorder that affects our quality of life. And so it is not just a Nebuchadnezzar kind of experience. It can afflict any one of us if we are not careful. 
especially in these troubled times that we are living in. What then are the steps to, for restoration? The good news is there is freedom. There is freedom of insanity. You can live a sane life in an insane world. Look at the text once again from verse 33 to verse 37. There were four things that Nebuchadnezzar experienced or did. First of all, the Bible says in verse 34. Verse 34 is a very critical verse. Refer to that again. There are three things that he did there actually. The first thing that Nebuchadnezzar did was look up. Type in the chat group and say, look up. When Nebuchadnezzar looked up, he is basically acknowledging that God is sovereign. God is in control. He began to understand God for who he is. In this chapter itself, God is addressed as God the Most High. It appears 10 times in this chapter and 28 times in the Old Testament. And in the Aramaic, the word Most High, God Most High, Ila Alila, basically means the one who is sovereign, not just the one who is all-powerful, but the one who overrules all, the highest of all. Let us recognize the sovereignty of God. Even, even in an ev evil atmosphere, evil surrounding. When you see evil happening all around, you wonder, God, what are you up to? Remember, God is still in control. When you see suffering all around, you question the justice of God. Remember, God is sovereign. It's not the human government. It's not the, the human system. God overrules all. And when you look up, you can be rest assured that God, since God is in control, He watches over you, He watches over all. And He cares for all of us. And when he looked up, he also began to recognize not only the nature of God, God for who he is, but Nebuchadnezzar also saw himself as who he really was, that he is nothing in the sight of God. When we look up, we see the smallness of all human beings. And we have to humble ourselves before God. God humbled Nebuchadnezzar. That's what happens when we don't humble ourselves before God. God will humble the proud. But if you will just humble yourself before the Lord, the Bible says He will exalt you. So the first thing that we need to do is to look up. And then after that, the Bible also tells us here in this passage that he woke up. He woke up. He says, understanding returned to me. 
my reasoning returned to me. He woke up. How did that happen? We are not very sure. Just as instantly he became insane. In this case here, it is just like the prodigal son who came back to the father because his senses returned to him. My friends, we have to protect our senses, our sanity. We have to guard our mind in order to live a sane life in an insane world. How do we do that? Make sure that we have proper rest. Make sure that we, our attitudes are right, our spirit is right. Make sure that we cultivate that mental resilience that, that is able to stand against whatever adversities and stress that we are in. Make sure that we are healthy physically, emotionally. Guard the senses. Do not allow evil thoughts to just attack us. Wake up. And the third thing is he spoke up. He spoke up. The Bible says he began to just acknowledge God and then begin to praise God for who he is. He lifted up the name of Almighty God and he began to share his testimony. Verse 1 to verse 3, he, 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 he made a proclamation that is to be spread out to all the world. Telling the people about this God who had done a miracle in his life. He spoke up for God. This conversion of the most powerful heathen king, Nebuchadnezzar, is real and is sincere. And finally, lift up. He lift up and honored the Lord God Almighty. Read again, verse 36, 37. He honored, he says, I honored and glorified this God. Let's live up to the name of Almighty God. Let's live by His word. How do you do that? The Bible tells us in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, that the Lord has not given us a spirit of fear, but He has given us a sound mind. A sound mind. A sound mind is the opposite of insanity. Insanity is not from God. He may allow us to go through periods of insanity in order to wake us up and bring us back to himself as he did with Nebuchadnezzar. But God has given his children a sound mind. And what do you do with this sound mind? The Bible says in Ephesians 4 verse 23, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Or the New Living Translation says, let the spirit fill your thoughts and your attitudes. Renew your thoughts and attitudes. Let us live by the Spirit. Let us, let us live up to what the Lord has done in our life. The Spirit of God will renew, refresh our minds. 
And the end of the story is everything was restored to Nebuchadnezzar. He became even more powerful and he was totally changed and transformed and became a kind king. Praise God. God can restore everything that you have lost. Believe him. And so today, even though we live in, live in an insane world, oh, God is greater than all insanity. And if we will look up, if we will just wake up, if we will just speak up, and if we will just lift up, God will bless us with blessings that cannot be numbered and measured. Praise the Lord. And now we are going to pray. We are going to pray for those of you who need to acknowledge God in your life. God have to use a case of insanity to bring Nebuchadnezzar back to himself. To acknowledge God, the Most High, the God of Daniel, the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego as the one and true God. Do you know this God? Would you like to receive Him into your life? He is full of grace, love, and mercy. He gave us His Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross, to forgive us of all our sins, and to restore us to Himself, to give us this new life. If that is your desire, in a few moments, we are going to pray for you. But there may be others also. You're having troubles of different kind, troubled thoughts. Perhaps you are disturbed mentally in different ways. Or perhaps because of certain insane acts that you have done, you're suffering the consequences right now. You're suffering losses in your life, in relationship, in your health, in your business. And you need that restoration from God. You need that healing from God. If that is your desire, we are going to pray for you, for your family, for your situation, and also for whatever that you may need from the Lord. When you recognize Him as God of all, He's able to help. So if you need to reach out to the Lord right now, on your screen, we have two areas that you can reach out to in order that we may pray with you. First of all, on the prayer Zoom room. You can connect with us and there will be pastors and leaders in the Zoom prayer room that are ready and standing by to pray with you over whatever situation that you are in or if you like to receive Jesus Christ, enter into that room, click in to that link that is on the screen. Or if it is easier for you, 
Just call that prayer helpline 03-2022-5722. Just call that link, that line, prayer line, and there'll be somebody, pastor and leader, who will be on the phone to just pray over with you. And so whatever your needs, you want to respond to what God is saying to you today, just call us or connect with us even right now. Let me pray for you before we close. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you that you have given us a sound mind, that you have given us, dear Lord, the resources, the power, dear Lord, even to live a sane life in an insane world. We acknowledge you, we crown you, we honor you, dear Lord. And today, dear Lord, we pray that your Holy Spirit will continue to renew our mind in our thoughts, in our attitudes, so that, dear Lord, we will be powerful witnesses for you. We give you the praise and the glory. Bless your people in Jesus' name. Amen. Shalom and God bless you. So just link with us right now into that Zoom prayer room or that phone prayer helpline. God bless you. song we could ever sing worthy of all the praise we could ever bring worthy of every breath we could ever breathe we live for you we sing Jesus Jesus the name above every other name Jesus the only one who could ever save Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe We live for you Let's sing holy Show. Sure.